0: Bernie, step four in the growability marketing process is typically step one for most companies. Step four is where you build a website and you create a social media presence. This should never be step one. Because if I don't have my target customers defined, if I don't have my story defined, if I don't have all of my brand and my marketing posture defined, then I'm handing the entire marketing thought and process and everything that I've built as a company into the hands of a web program. Uh, That's not a great idea.
1: Welcome to the Growability Podcast, where we equip leaders and entrepreneurs to grow scalable, effective, and generous organizations. I am your co-host, Bernie Anderson, along with the founder of Growability, Joshua McLeod. Joshua, what is our topic for today?
0: Bernie, did you know that 50% of small business leaders do their own marketing? they're not doing a very good job. (laughs) And the other 50% are likely paying too much. So in today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to share five critical steps for creating
1: effective marketing that won't break the bank. Awesome. That's great, Joshua. I'm looking forward to this. So uh, we're continuing with our series about the growability six steps. And today we're talking about step two, which is, prioritizing customers. So, Joshua, marketing is critical for business leaders, is it not? Marketing is it's one of the big 3. So, we say in any in
0: any organization there are three fundamentals that you have to cover if you're the leader of the organization: leadership, management, and marketing. Marketing is that process of bringing who you are out into the market. So, if you think about a tree, there's no tree that is going to be able to grow without soil. The soil is Hmm. where that tree gets all the nutrients so that it can grow big and strong. Marketing is like the root system of your tree that gets you out into the market so that you can get customers so that you can grow your business. And marketing is anything, any tool, any process, any system that you use to be able to draw customers to your organization.
1: Got it. Right. Let me, let me phrase this question this way. Joshua, what is good marketing? Yeah, there are two aspects of good marketing. One aspect of
0: good marketing is that you are able to transfer enthusiasm. You start a business, you're excited about your product. Can you get your customers excited about your product? The second aspect of good marketing is that you are able to transfer confidence. Just because you think you can do a good job doesn't mean that your customer knows that you can do a good job. So when you have good marketing, you want to be able to, A, transfer enthusiasm, and B, transfer confidence. Bernie, if if you go into your internet browser and you type marketing services, you're going to get Mm -hmm. a host of website designers and graphics designers and google adwords and seo and all of these different companies are going to show up for providing you with marketing services one of the things that i have noticed about marketing service providers this is if you are a social media provider if you're a video provider a website provider whatever it is that you're providing most marketing providers believe that they are the fundamental answer to every marketing problem that exists. All you need is this SEO. All you need is this video. All you need is this website. We we solve all of your problems with our marketing. But marketing is a lot more complicated than the silver bullet. To have marketing that works, you really need to be strategic. One of those options that will pop up when you search in your browser for marketing services, will be a marketing agency. And you can tell the difference between marketing services and a marketing agency, because a marketing agency will never tell you how much they're going to charge. The reason for that is they're going to charge you like $30,000 to help you build a message that's going to connect with your target audience. Here's the thing. Marketing agencies actually know what they're talking about and they spend enough time Doing the right thing to understand your target customer before they actually go and build a marketing campaign. What I yeah. thought we could do today is actually share those methodologies and the strategies and the processes that a marketing agency will use to build a marketing strategy as opposed to just
1: the silver bullet options out there of I'm your web guy, I'm your you know, video person, you know, things like that. I love it. So we're gonna go all inside baseball with marketing. And and Joshua, you actually know. I mean, we're we're not. You're not talking out of ignorance here. You actually know something about all of this, don't you? Yeah, I I would say,
0: Bernie. Unfortunately, that I have I have helped clients waste uh, maybe at least tens of thousands of dollars in in bad marketing, um, and then (laughs) learned a lot, and then helped customers spend tens and maybe hundreds of thousands of in great marketing. So yeah, this is, uh,
1: this is in our wheelhouse. This is definitely something that we are experts in. I'm excited about that. Well, we mentioned earlier that there's five yes. steps. Let's, let's go with that. Let's start with the first step. What's, what's step one of good marketing?
0: Bernie, the very first step of good marketing is to do your very best to get inside of the head of your target customer. Your target customer sees your organization from the outside in. When a business tries to tell their story, they're always trying to tell their story from the inside out. This is how I see my company. This is how I'm going to present it. But, you know, we don't know if, if our breath is bad. Like, we don't know if there's a stain in our shirt that we don't see. Like, how other people see us is a lot more important than how we see ourselves when we're creating a marketing campaign or a marketing strategy. The first step in the growability marketing strategy is to create what we call customer personas. A customer persona is a name that will represent a particular type of customer for your business. So every business has different customer types. Some people buy this product, but they don't buy that product. Some some people buy everything you sell. Customer personas are ways that you can think about the people who are buying your product or service. And so that you can kind of organize your marketing strategy, organize your marketing thought around the way that your target client is going to perceive your organization. So when you create a target customer persona, there's really two primary ingredients. One is a demographic. So this is a thing like, how old is this target customer? What race is this target customer? Maybe even what is their political views? All all the things that you're not supposed to talk about in polite company, you want to think about that when you're creating a target customer persona. What does this target person, what do they actually look like? The second thing that's critical for creating a target customer persona is a psychographic. So a psychographic is that question like, what is going on in the mind of this target customer? When somebody chooses to purchase my product or service, what are they thinking about? What's their life circumstance? What helps them like, actually move from not a customer to now I'm going to become a customer? Before you spend a dime on any kind of marketing, Before you spend a dime on brand, before you spend a dime on your website, it is fundamentally critical to make sure that you are designing those marketing materials for your target customer. And the way that we do that, and and really, frankly, the best way to do that is to design a customer persona so that you can build your marketing campaigns and your marketing materials around those target customers that you're trying to bring into your organization. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Joshua, tell our audience why it's important to put an, an actual name on the target customer. Yeah,
0: naming in business is, is really fundamental. We say a lot around growability. If you can name something, you can tame it. That things that don't have a name are always complex, or they're scary, or they're they're like something later. Once you put a name on something, then you're able to simplify that problem. So having a customer persona gives you a way to communicate a lot of information very quickly. So for example, if I say, Techno Tammy is one of our target customer personas. And Techno Tammy is is somebody who is always going to jump and go buy that latest technology. Well, there's a lot that I'm putting into that name. I know, A, that this person is tech savvy. I know, B, that this is a lady. This is, you know, Techno Tammy. What I'm able to do then is when I'm looking at my marketing materials, I can ask the question, is this something that Techno Tammy would like? Or I can talk to my coworker. Hey, I got a Techno Tammy on the line. She's asking about this. You know, that's, That would be very different than Low Tech Larry. If I'm telling my coworker, I got a Low Tech Larry on the line, that's a lot different than saying I got a Techno Tammy on the line. Well, when you have those customer personas, you can put a name to something that allows you to ask the right questions when you're looking and reviewing all your Materials. Hey, is this something that Techno Tammy would respond to? Hey, is this something that Low Tech Larry would respond to? If everyone yeah. is your customer, no one is your customer. When somebody says, oh, everyone is my target customer. My first thought is, oh, I hope they stay in business because that's just not true. Uh, and you can't design effective marketing if you don't really understand who your target customer is. When you can put a customer persona together, it gives the necessary foundation so that you can work with any marketing company, marketing agency, or even just if, if you're going to do it yourself, you at least know who it yeah. is that you're, you're building your marketing for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what, what, that, what that's saying, Joshua, is that having a, a customer persona gives you like a filter to make sure that your marketing is actually going to be effective right. and, and then it also gives you a point of reference when you're working with with anyone on on the marketing team as well, yeah. yeah. If, and if you
0: hire a marketing agency, one of the differences between a marketing agency and a marketing service uh-huh. provider, that marketing agency, they're going to spend a ton of time getting inside of the headspace, understanding your target yeah. customer persona. Maybe fifty percent of the time and the cost that you pay to an agency, they're getting, they're doing the necessary research to understand your t- target customer. The biggest mistake that you can make in marketing is not thinking like your customer. And we tell our clients all the time, hey, you are not your target customer. So whatever it is that you think about your business is not as important as what your customer thinks about your business. Get inside of the head of your target customer as step one, absolute foundation, create target customer personas.
1: So important, so critical to, to the whole process, right? right? So, well, great. Okay, we've got, now, we've done that. We've got customer personas. What's the second step? Bernie, the second step in creating effective marketing is to be
0: able to tell your company's story. And, and this is not just for your, your, your company as a whole, but also any particular product or service
1: that you offer, you want to be able to explain the story of that product offering. Okay. Story is one of those things, Joshua, that you hear a lot about in the marketplace. Yes. A lot of people are talking about story. Explain to our listeners the process of developing a story for your business. Sure. I know that I'm telling a story when people are listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody
0: right. goes to the movies to, to listen to people read statistics and to read, you know, <laughs> I, 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 was, I a great was a great movie. What are you movie? talking this about? Guy, I love that movie. They had all <laughs> a the list of things. No, I mean, humans are designed to respond to stories. We absolutely love stories. Stories are a critical way to connect with people. So when we're thinking about stories, we actually use the acronym S-T-O-R-Y, the story acronym. The S is your setting. The T is your theme. The O is the opportunity. The R is the roadmap. And then the Y is your promise. Like how, what is your promise about Mm. that? So if I think about Star Wars, so Star Wars, the setting, this is in space a long, long time ago. The theme is that seemingly insignificant people can do incredible things. Okay. Then the opportunity is, well, we've got to go rescue the princess. So the rescue is worth the risk. And then the roadmap is, well, how are you going to be able to do that? Well, you've got to learn the ways of the force. And then finally, there's your promise. You know, no matter what, we will always have a sequel. So let me, let me give you an example of a a company that used story in their, their branding in a single page ad. It was a very successful marketing campaign. So the brand Patagonia, Patagonia is an organization that creates outdoor clothing. They're kind of like adventure gear, you know, if you have, and and they're just cool. If you wear, if you have your Patagonia puffy jacket, you're just, you're cool. You know, you're cooler than other people. Um, So on, on in 2011 on Black Friday, and this is the day when everybody's going crazy for sales and you know mobbing people at Walmart and, and things like that. <laughs> Patagonia crazy. put out this full-page ad in the New York Times that said, "Don't buy this jacket," with a big picture of the Patagonia jacket. What they were doing is they were actually promoting. Being conservative with your clothing, like not having so many extra pairs of clothing and like you can reuse clothes and you can, you know, get them fixed. Like you don't have to go buy a new jacket all of the time. So they actually walked through this story acronym. Now, GrowAbility didn't have this story acronym in 2011. So this is they were just doing this as a marketing agency. It was helping them do this. So the setting was, okay, it's Black Friday. It's Greed Day. It's day for people to think about stuff. (laughs) Uh, What's the theme? The theme in this advertisement that said, don't buy our jacket, was that our product is not as important as our environment. And that's one of the core values of Patagonia. The opportunity was, okay, join our recycling program. We have a recycling program. You can, you know, resell, upsell, close. The roadmap they actually had on the ad, they had four R's: reduce, reuse, repair, recycle. Hmm. So here's the roadmap that you can use if you want to save the environment. And then the promise was: hey, we are always going to strive to make the world a better place. So here in this one ad. Patagonia is not just saying, on sale now, $4, you know, or on sale, $100 for this, or actually Patagonia, on sale, $600 for this (laughs) jacket. Um, But they're actually saying, don't buy our jacket. They're telling a story with their marketing. Mm -hmm. Guess what happened? Their sales in expensive jackets went up 30% because they were thinking like their target audience.
1: People who so did their marketing work or did it actually not? uh, Yeah, that's
0: kind of a yeah. (laughs) It 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 actually people bought the jacket. So in one sense, it didn't work, but they bought the jacket, so the marketing did work. Yeah, but what I love about that is that it showed that the company was thinking about their target audience's mindset and telling a story that is going to connect with that Hmm. target audience. We, Mm -hmm. marketing is a creative process and to have good marketing, you have to think about your target audience. Most, most leaders, unfortunately, in business, when they're thinking about marketing, they're thinking about themselves. I need more sales. We need to sell this product line. I just invested a million dollars developing this thing. I need to bring in more, more clients. Well, the most strategic and best way to bring in those clients is to think about those clients. And so a marketing agency, A, they create target customer personas to figure out who it is exactly that we're reaching out to. And then B, they invest in making sure that the story that they're telling to those, that audience is really effective.
1: What you're saying is that every business should not only be able to tell their story, but they need to tell their story in such a way that their customer is the main character. That's exactly right. Not that that's that's so important, Joshua. Patagonia is a great example yeah. of the story framework, um, customer centric marketing. It's so good. I love that. Do you have another example of uh, just to give another perspective of great marketing where the customer's at the at the center? Yeah,
0: let me let me point out, Bernie. The word marketing, you know, starts with a market. So um, a market is a group of people who have a problem that they are willing to pay to solve. And I, I think one of the best examples of marketing ever is the story of Levi Strauss. In, I think, 1848, somebody is out and they find gold in California. And then, like, it gets in the newspapers. There's gold on the hills. It's just laying around. And so there's this entire group of people flocking to California to search for gold. Guess what? Almost all of them go broke. This is the dumbest. There's not gold (laughs) laying around. And the gold that was there, people found like really quick. Well, Levi Strauss is like, there's a ton of people coming to California and they all need shovels and they all need durable work clothes. And so they create, um, Levi's, like this blue jean material that are these durable work clothes so that the gold miners who are going out to dig for gold can buy all of these materials. So the only people really making money in the gold rush is Levi Strauss. But what he's doing is, is he's looking at the market and he's saying, hey, here's a group of people, they have a need, and so we're selling the product to this need. Well, the gold rush ends. People aren't coming anymore to dig and to use work clothes so levi strauss is like uh who needs durable work clothes cowboys now people are coming and they're cattle <laughs> ranchers and they're 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 running cattle well we need to sell these these blue jeans to cowboys well then the movie moving pictures start showing mm-hmm. up and guess what john wayne is wearing when he's in the the big feature he's wearing blue jeans so now yeah. hey cowboys are the big you know the the big market but then like there's not as many cowboys out there and so levi's is like well who's our market now and they're like james dean james dean is going to come out and there's this (laughs) movie you know a rebel without a cause and james dean is wearing blue jeans so now every teenager with angst is like i need blue jeans so they they went they went from they went from you know gold miners to cowboys to angsty teenagers. Well, in the '60s, now it's like hippies, uh, bell bottoms, And right. yeah, the '70s, yep. and then like in the '80s, it's like jeans become cool. Well, now it's the fashion world, and you know everybody goes to Old Navy or whatever to get your your blue right. jeans. The story is always mm. changing, mm-hmm. but it's always pointed at a market. And so, if you're going to advertise, if you're going to market, if you're going to bring your product out into the market, you got to know who your customer is. But you've also got to be able to tell the story in a way that connects with that target audience. If Levi Strauss is like, "We make the best blue material jeans," and that's all, like, that's not marketing. That's just thinking about himself. He didn't think about himself. He's like, "Hey, here's an opportunity. Here's a market. Let's go out and let's let's get this out into the market."
1: Well, uh, we need to keep keep moving through these steps here. So, so we've got customer personas. Yep. We've got the company and p- product service stories. What's the third step?
0: Bernie, the third step for creating effective marketing is to define and create your brand and your market mm-hmm. posture. Uh, you hear a lot about brand. And I love the definition of brand is brand is how you make people feel. So when somebody comes to your mm-hmm. website, how does it make them feel? When somebody looks at your brochure, how does it make them feel? When somebody looks at the clothes that you're wearing or your style, how does it make them feel? Brand is one of those things that is best created by an artist. You can tell when you go into a home or you can tell when you go into a business that has a lot of intentional design. And you can tell when you go into a home or a business that doesn't have a lot of intentional design. So, so I love to fix stuff. Every weekend, this is an opportunity to fix and improve. Recently, my wife was like, there's a wall between this room and this room. And if we took out this wall, we could just, you know, replace this stuff. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I got out the hammer <laughs> and I just tear down the oh, wall. No. <laughs> and then I look and I'm like, oh, there's a lot of plumbing in this wall. And there's a lot of electrical work in this wall. And then, so, and then the other thing is, was like, we were like, Hey, let's just tear out this door right here. So, like, yeah, we'll just slap some, some drywall up there. And I put that drywall up and I mudded it and I got done and it looked horrible. <laughs> but the thing is, I did it myself. A lot of business owners like assume that their marketing is good because they did it themselves. Do you have any experience in graphics design? No, but I designed my logo. So you spent like 10 hours to <laughs> right. design this thing. Yeah, isn't it great? And I'm looking at the logo. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's horrible. But if I hire right. a designer that has spent 10 years of their life building incredible designs and learning all the ins and outs and, and learning uh, you know, what it is that makes something really good – then mm-hmm. I can feel that when I look at that logo. When I look at the logo of a professional designer, it makes me feel like this is a legitimate organization. When I look at the, yeah. the brochure that was designed professionally, it makes it, the assumption is, hey, this organization is professional because the art that they have put in is professional. Brand mm-hmm. is something you don't want to chintz on. And and brand is not just those design materials. It's also your photography. One of the ways that you can tell an organization has never really invested in brand is that the people on their website and their brochures look like fake people. It's like, that looks like you search the internet for like nurse picture. And then here's a picture of a nurse that, (laughs) so you're trying to sell your medical services, but it's like, this looks so fake. Well, people can tell that that's fake brand is critical. Once you understand your customer personas, once you know your story, now I've got to really put some work into the art of how I make people feel when I build my business. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's so good. So what what we're saying is that that the way you look actually impacts how customers respond to your organization. Yeah. Uh, you said brand and you also said something about market posture let's talk for a moment about market yeah, posture and what right that exactly is. so market posture is a decision how you present yourself
0: to the market says a lot to your target customer at growability we teach that there are five different market postures so one is the leader this is like i own the space then i have the challenger the disruptor the discount and the niche so there are five market postures, five different ways that I can present myself in the market. We are the leader, the challenger, the disruptor, the discount, or the niche. Thinking about mm. fast food, the leader, McDonald's, the challenger, mm-hmm. Burger King, the disruptor. So this was like healthy food, core life. The discount, well, here's Crystal. Our, our hamburgers are cheaper. And then there's the niche. Yeah. Well, you know, this is Nashville hot chicken. It's not a hamburger, it's chicken. Right. It's not just chicken, it's hot chicken. Like This is the thing that we really yeah. do. When I'm thinking about my marketing materials, I need to make sure that there is cohesion between how I see myself as an organization and how we posture ourselves in the market. So, If somebody wants to buy from the challenger, well, it's important for that target customer to know this is the challenger. If somebody wants to buy from the niche, it's important for that customer to know, I support the niche. I, su- I don't want to go to the Walmart. I want to go to the little guy. I want to support this thing. Yeah. So how you present yourself is really important because it influences mm-hmm. your message. It influences your story. And what you want to do is make sure that your brand and your market posture are cohesive, that they're on the same page, right. that they fit
1: well together. No, that makes so much sense. What is the next step? We've got brand. We've got posture. What's, what's step four in this process? Bernie, step
0: four in the growability marketing process is typically step one for most companies. Right. Step four is where you build a website and you create a social hmm. media presence. This should never be step one. Because right. if I don't have my target customers defined, if I don't have my story defined, if I don't have all of my brand and my marketing posture defined, then I'm handing the entire marketing thought and process and everything that I've built as a company into the hands of a web programmer. Uh-huh. That's not a great idea. The yeah. web programmer yeah. <laughs> is not the same as a marketing agency. A web programmer, there is a graphics designer. One of the things I've learned about graphics designers is they do art way better than business leaders. What they don't do better Mm -hmm. than business leaders is strategy. They are Mm -hmm. always going to be about aesthetic. They're not going to be about impact. They care more about outputs than outcomes. As a business owner, I'm caring about outcomes. Does this marketing work? It's more important that it works than than that it's pretty. Okay. Assuming that you have accomplished all of these things assuming that you have customer personas, assuming you have tell a great story, assuming you have great brand and market posture, what your website does is it becomes a hub and a landing place Mm -hmm. for all of the different marketing campaigns and the marketing materials that you have created. And and when a website is good, the first impression for your business will be good. When a website is bad, the first impression for your website will be bad. Your social media is how you begin
1: Uh having conversations out in the market with your target clients. Okay. Talk about why, talk about the importance of social media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing that is critical for everyone to understand about social media is that social
0: media is a conversation platform. It's not a statement platform. So anything that you do on social media should be around conversations, not about statements. Here's a good way to think about social media. Let's say that I'm standing in line at Walmart and it's, it's like Thanksgiving or it's Christmas time and I'm in this long line and I'm just like doing the shuffle. I'm like sitting there and it's just miserable. Well, compare that to where is if you're standing in line at Walmart and you've got your best friend from college and the whole time that you're in the shuffle, you're having this really good conversation back and forth and like this is, this is fun. Well, that's what social media does. Social media allows me to get on my cell phone and start talking with my friends and yeah. family and people that, you know, are in my social network. Now, imagine in this same scenario, you're standing in line and somebody runs up and says, hey, buy my product, and then turns around and runs away. You and your friend are right. going to be like, what a, what a weirdo, you know. Social yeah. media is yeah. like that. There's so many business owners, they set up social media, they're like, well, we need social media. And then they're just flooding useless statements that are not conversational and not important to any of the audiences that they're connecting with. What's critical with social media is that you're creating a hub to actually talk with and have good conversations with your customers. If if you don't have time for a conversation, don't do social media. You have to make sure that you're having conversations on social media, not just spitting out data. That's so true. Okay. What, what is the final step? The final step. So the final step in the growability marketing strategy, if you want to have an effective marketing strategy is a process that we call batch marketing. And this is another acronym B A T C H. The B stands for brand and community engagement. The A stands for advertising and publicity. The T is your team culture The C is your content marketing, and then the H is your hub technologies. Batch, the batch marketing is how you create a marketing budget for every campaign or every marketing initiative that you want to do in your organization. So when I'm thinking about making an overall marketing budget for my entire company, I want to use that batch acronym and ask the question, okay, how much money do we need to spend on brand and community engagement? The A, how much money should we spend on advertising and publicity? The T, how much money should we spend on team culture? The C, how much money should we spend on content marketing? Like what we're doing in the podcast, this is content marketing. Yeah. And then the H is the hub technologies. What are the necessary technologies that I need to have in order to facilitate all of those things that are in that acronym? Every, everything in marketing needs a budget and a timeframe. We like this acronym BATCH. You know, B-A-T-C-H, because you got to batch it so that you can automate it.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, well, here's the million-dollar question then, maybe literally. <laughs> can, can you give a ballpark for like how much a business owner should be paying yeah. for marketing services?
0: Yeah. So this is an interesting question because if your marketing is good, it always pays for itself. Every marketing campaign that is good is going to not only bring in enough money to pay for the marketing, it's going to pay for a a lot more than that because it's going to bring you an increase in revenue. So there's a sense in which once your marketing is good, you can spend as much money as you want to on marketing because it's just going to increase and grow your company all the more. And again, if you want to have good marketing, create customer personas. Build a really good story for your customer, set up a really good brand and market posture, build an effective website and social media presence, and then create mm-hmm. budgets with a batch marketing process. So I grow ability. I don't recommend spending money on marketing when you don't use this process because I have I seen, agree. and yep. I've been involved with spending dollars on ineffective marketing. And that's just, it's terrible. Many business owners have never invested in good marketing. And so as a general rule, if you've never invested in good marketing and you want to start somewhere, the rule of thumb is to spend about 5% of what you want to bring in on marketing. So if I have, if I want to bring in a million dollars of services or product sales, I want to spend at least $50,000 to bring in that million dollars. If your company is is smaller or just starting or you haven't actually ever invested in really good marketing, then it might mean that you have to spend more than 5%. Like the first $100,000 that I want to bring into an organization, I might need to spend 10% or 15% to build the collateral materials that are going to be necessary to connect with my target audience. Now, yeah. if you don't have any money to buy marketing, and a lot of times startups are in this position, well, then you just need That's to right. work your butt off and be a really good salesperson <laughs> in one-on-one interactions and mm-hmm. get yourself $15,000 so you can go build really good marketing. Until yeah. you do that, hey, you know, start with your friends and family and just sell the tar out of your product. I, I like to say every business's first job is to get 50 customers. Once you get 50 yeah. customers then you can have enough income so that you can spend money on marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, Joshua, we should let our our listeners know that we we do have the the prioritized customers toolkit yes. that provides templates and training for for every single one of the tools you just mentioned. So how can they get a hold of those tools? Yeah. Bernie, the the marketing toolkit that we developed took
0: a decade to create, to simplify down to like, what are the primary ingredients of effective marketing? And it's everything that we've just shared in this podcast. So we, we give that toolkit away for $300. So you can get access to, this is how I create my customer personas. This is how I tell my story and build your brand and your website and all of that stuff. So that, that toolkit is available for $300. And of course, we offer marketing services. So we have an incredibly yeah. talented team of designers, programmers, and people so that if you want to just have kind of a one-stop shop to help build an entire marketing package for your organization, that's a service that we offer. Now, we are, don't do like one-offs. Can you create my Christmas pageant brochure? No, we're, we're not into that. We help create comprehensive right. packages and we want to... because. I don't want to create the Christmas pageant brochure without understanding who your target customer is and what your market posture That's is right. and that, what your story is. So we only work with clients that are kind of a comprehensive scope, but we do, this, we do this service as well. So if you want to do it yourself, $300 toolkit is fundamental. I couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. If you want somebody to help you comprehensively, Growability is a fantastic choice uh, to help with that.
1: Very good. Well, Joshua, we've covered a lot today, and that's really all we have time for right now. So do you have any, any closing remarks for us today? I guess the final thing that I would say about
0: marketing is that if you're doing marketing right, the process is fun. If, if yeah. you're not having any fun with your marketing, then there's something wrong in your, in your whole marketing strategy. Marketing is a generous activity, and it should be fun. Mm-hmm. If it's not fun, then give us a call and we can, we can help you out with that.
1: That's right. That's right. All right. Well, with that, we want to remind everyone that you are doing better than you think and that you have more potential than you know. And thank you for growing with growability. Um, Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channels. We would love it if you would do that and share this with people that you really like. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.